If your home is in need of a little spring cleaning, maybe a little decluttering, today you are in for a treat because we are talking with decluttering expert Emily McDermott of the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. And we're talking all about clutter and how it affects your family's health more than you think it would, and even affects your children's learning and behavior. So today you're going to learn how decluttering can relieve your stress and give you more brain space to focus on the important things. So let's dive in. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom podcast where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. Welcome everyone back to the Nourish Mom podcast. Today we have a special guest. Emily McDermott. She is a wife, a mother of two energetic boys, just like me, so I can totally relate, and a simplicity seeker. She's also the host of a top, now I think it's, is it 1% or 1.5%? 1. 1.5. 1.5. It's up there. So her podcast is doing great. It's called Moms Overcoming Overwhelm, where she helps moms declutter their homes, their heads, and their hearts. Emily enjoys writing poetry, dancing, and eating peanut butter out of the jar. I love that too. (laughs) (laughs) So Emily, we are so happy to have you. And I would love if you can just tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got to where you are helping moms declutter and why it's important to you. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for having me, Brandy. I'm very excited to chat. And yeah, my story started way back in 2014 when my husband and I were trying to have children. And unfortunately, it just it wasn't happening for us. And we were actually diagnosed with something called unexplained infertility, which is pretty much like there's nothing physically wrong with you. You just can't have kids easily. And we were starting to go through fertility treatments. And at the time, I was working full time chronic people pleaser, always saying yes to all of the obligations and the things people were asking of me. And this was pre-kids and I felt completely, you know, burnt out and overwhelmed. And I was thinking to myself, okay, well, if I felt like in the depths of my being that God had created me to be a mother, and this was what I was supposed to be, and it wasn't happening, I really needed to make the physical and emotional space to be able to make room for this baby to come into our lives, you know? And I just really believe that was going to happen one way or the other, whether it be through um, in vitro fertilization, which was what we were doing or through adoption or whatever. And luckily at that time, I learned about decluttering and simplicity and minimalism. And I, the light bulb went off and I realized, oh, wow, this is how I am going to make that space. And luckily we were able to conceive uh, via IVF and then our youngest, which I call our free baby, in quotes here. Um, 
God said, you know what? You're doing so great with the first one. Although I really wasn't PS. Um, <laughs> we're going to do two under two. And so we were lucky enough to conceive without any medical intervention the second time around, but then it was having two under two being overwhelmed in a whole other way. And I really leaned on some of those foundational things I had done to declutter and simplify before becoming a mom, but then it was more simplifying my decisions and really just figuring out like what decisions are not important so that I can really focus on what is because I was having postpartum anxiety and just going through a lot, right? Like a lot of us do as moms in the postpartum period. So since then I've been writing and blogging about all of this. And then recently, like we talked about, started this podcast and it's just this great way to talk and reach these women that are wanting to overcome overwhelm in their own lives and kind of showing them the path that I took of decluttering again, the home head and the heart. So that's kind of how I got here. That's awesome. I love what you said about simplifying your decision because that sounds like it'd be really helpful. Can can you elaborate on that a little bit? Like what was that process like for you? Yeah, definitely. So when we're looking at all of the stuff that we have either just physically in our homes or what we have to do, you know, on the calendars and especially for us homes the homeschooling mamas, there's a lot to do. And it's really looking at the fact that, okay, the more stuff that we have, the more choices that we have to make between those things. And there's something in psychology called choice overload, which means that at a certain point, choices actually do not help. They actually decrease happiness. So at the beginning is something we're like, oh yeah, I like being able to have some choices about what I wear and what I eat and what the kids do. But at a certain point it becomes overwhelming. And then we have what's called decision fatigue, yes. which is the deteriorating quality of decisions made over a certain time. So supposedly we make 35,000 decisions a day. It's probably more for moms because we're making decisions on behalf of our kids. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, we're exhausted. We don't want anyone asking us anything. So for me, it was looking at what decisions can I decide once about in this particular season? Maybe it would be what I wear. Maybe it would be what I eat or what I'm offering my, my husband to eat, really lowering the bar on the expectations. And for me, you know, movement, I decided I would follow this YouTube channel and I wouldn't have to think about it. I would do daily laundry, so I wouldn't have to think about it. So it's really, how can we decide once about something in a certain season, recognizing you can change your mind, but then being able to free up that important brain space and energy and focus for decisions that you can't automate, that you actually do need to put in that important energy and focus. So that's what I was doing then more from a survival mode standpoint. And I continue to do it. I always joke with my husband, can we just lower the bar like even more <laughs> when it comes to like cleaning or meals or whatever, because I have in my head, it has to be this Martha Stewart, Pinterest, perfect Instagram worthy, whatever that's all on me. Like that's my own mind. My boys don't care. My husband doesn't care. So like, why am I doing it? You know? Yeah. So that's something for us to always be asking ourselves, why are we doing it? Is it because it matters to us or is it because we have been told that it should matter to us? Yes. I love that. Um, that's that viewpoint of it. I feel like it really resonates with what I love, like the routines and the habits, because you're like deciding the thing 
and then you're just sticking with it. And, but it takes it to a whole nother level, you know? And my son said something to me yesterday. I don't know if this is accurate, by the way, but he said, I think it was Albert Einstein. Did you know that Albert Einstein always wore the same outfit because it was easier for him? So he didn't have to think about it. And I'm wow. like, I, I've heard of like, I've heard of that before for sure. Um, and I actually kind of like do it myself now. Like I'll, I don't know if this is good or not, but I'll wear the same outfit two days in a row guys. I don't know, but I'm fine with it. And I feel like it really does help me. Yes. But I'm like, it's not, I mean, if it's dirty guys, I put it in the laundry. <laughs> um, we know, we know not, Brandy. <laughs> but if it's not, I'm like, I'm wearing this two days in a row. So I don't have to look through my closet again. I can just throw it on. But I love, cause that's like another way to simplify, right? Like you talk yeah. about, you're deciding what you're wearing ahead of time. You don't have to make that decision. Um, and I just thought it was interesting that my, my son brought it up yesterday. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that not for Albert Einstein, but I've heard it for Steve Jobs. Actually, I've heard it mostly for some of these men. I'm sure lots of women are doing it as well, but I know that president Obama, I guess, did it when he was in office and then Steve Jobs and um, Mark Zuckerberg, they have like their uniform and there's actually someone, I think her name is Jamie Baker and she has a company called Mamaform. And that's the concept that you're able to kind of have sort of that standard thing that you are wearing. And so you're able to reduce that decision fatigue because you already kind of know what works for you. And then, so you're already doing that. You have your own mama form. Ooh, I really love that mama form. All right, cool. So, um, so we have clutter in our minds, right? We have clutter in our homes. We have clutter. Can you talk to me about the effects of clutter? Yes, definitely. So sometimes we think clutter is neutral. That is just extra stuff, right? It's not doing any harm. We have the space for it. Might as well just keep it. But clutter is not neutral. It is impacting our health and it's impacting the health of our children. So there's several ways in which it does that. I'll just name a few. One of them, and there was a study from 2010 where um, women that were in a home where they described it as being disorganized or cluttered, their cortisol levels, their stress hormone levels were actually higher than women that described their homes as cozy or comfortable, homey, so forth. And the husbands were also doing the tours and they did not experience the same rise in cortisol levels, which is interesting because traditionally women are still kind of the head quote unquote of managing things within the home. And so, you know, we have our stress hormones uh, increasing because of clutter. It also impacts our sleep and sleep quality. In another study that I love, it was if you're in, in a kitchen that is untidy, then if you're given the choice between crackers, cookies, and carrots, you choose the cookies, which makes sense because you're in this really kind of stressful environment. I mean, I'm a sugar fiend, so I would definitely pick the cookies. So those are some examples, but then also for our kids, just thinking about how their brains are developing and as moms, and especially as homeschooling moms, we want to make sure we're doing the best to help them with their development and growth, of course, but they see clutter as visual stimulus overwhelm. So when you have these kids that are doing what I call the dump and go, where they like take the toys and they're like, I'm done with this, you know, move on to the next thing, move on to the next thing. It's because it's actually visual stimulus overwhelm for them having this clutter. Mm -hmm. They're such tactile beings. They're exploring the world through their senses, but if their home is completely overwhelming to them, 
then that is impacting their health and their growth and development. So that's just a quick rundown of some of the ways that clutter is affecting us um, because we see clutter as undone tasks. I look around, I need to put that away. I need to do that laundry. Oh, I need to sign that paper. And so that the physical, of course, is impacting the mental clutter of all the things that we have to do. And um, it's real and it's it's hard and you're not going crazy. If you think clutter is stressing you out, it actually is. Yeah. And I think of it like it must be so, I mean, it is so distracting, right? Because you're saying we're thinking of the things that we have to do, which I totally agree. Like I see the dishes, I see the paper, I see whatever. And I'm thinking of the things, but it's so distracting, distracting me from like what I'm supposed to be doing in that moment. Yeah, I can totally relate to that stress. And it's so interesting. I've seen that with my kids too, especially like in their bedrooms, when we let their bedrooms go too far. And then I'm like, all right, time to go clean. And then all of a sudden they're like, I I don't, I can't clean it. Like literally they're just like frozen. And then you have to like take the steps like, okay, let's start with, you know, pick up the stuffed animals and like break it down because they can't even process it. It's like way too overstimulating. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, my kids, they become wet noodles. Even when I say like, let's clean up toys, <laughs> like suddenly they can't, they can't use their limbs. They're like, wait a minute. I don't know how to move anymore. So yeah, it helps them so they can actually feel like they can handle. I talk a lot about capacity. Like what is our capacity to manage the things in our home, but also what is our kids capacity to manage the things that they are responsible for? And if they feel like they're exceeding their capacity, then they're going to be overwhelmed. They're going to have trouble cleaning up they're going to have trouble focusing. So it's really not how much space your home has and how much it can hold. It's how much you and your family members can handle. So a lot of times we look at the space in our homes as how much we should own and also what our kids should own, but really it's more about what we can manage and realistically manage as moms. And then also what they can manage as kids, because if they have too much or they're doing too much, and they feel overwhelmed, that's when they go into that bedroom and they're like, uh, you know, they don't know where to start. So it's really focusing not so much on what we normally think, which is, oh, if I have the room for it, I should keep it. No. What is the capacity of your child to actually be able to be responsible for these things? And that's how we should view it. Oh, I love that. That makes me think of our playroom right? Like sometimes like the kids are like, I'm bored. And I'm like, what do you mean you're bored? There's a million things. But the problem is there's like so many things that they can't decide. So I have to literally, especially for my seven-year-old, every morning I put certain things out on the table for him to be able to play with. Because if I want him to play independently, there's no way he can go into the playroom and pick something out. Like he, I mean, sometimes he can, but he's just, it's like, he doesn't have that capacity that you're talking about to do it because there's too much in there. Yeah. And I have, we have similar ages, but yeah, mine are um, five and almost seven. And I have now very limited number of toys purposefully, you know, because a lot of times we think my kid is bored. So I need to go get more toys. Mm-hmm. But that's actually not the case because that just becomes even more overwhelming. And what you're saying is like the, well, you have a million things, just find something to play with. They won't because they're so overwhelmed by the amount. And it's hard for us to think about that because the messages that we receive from everywhere is they need more, they need more. We have these, you know, very generous people in our lives that keep Mm -hmm. giving them more, which is a whole other conversation. Um, But yeah, it is really like, no, that they don't need more, they need less, and then they can focus on what they actually have. 
All right, we're gonna leave you here with a couple of things to think about. Is clutter affecting your family, your stress levels? Is clutter affecting your children, their behavior, and your homeschool? Are you over your capacity? Do you have too much stuff? Think about it. Tomorrow, we'll be back at it for the second half of the interview with Emily. She's gonna share three mindset shifts and tips to help you start the decluttering process. So make sure you subscribe to the show so you get that notification and you don't miss it. And check out the show notes to connect with Emily and the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. I pray that the Lord blesses you and your family, that he fills your home with joy and peace. Until tomorrow, God bless.